Bear Care Mark Zerovin's hair. That's right. You got a haircut. It's Hotline League episode 76. Getting into the show right now. So much to talk about. We're just, we're very forward thinking on this episode. Just looking at the future. There's so much ahead of us. There's Summer Split uh, coming up. There's Rift Rivals. There's Worlds. Let's just think about the future. Collegiate. Don't forget about Collegiate. Starts this week. Collegiate this weekend. It's a very forward looking episode of Hotline League. Shout out to Alienware, by the way, for sponsoring the show. I really appreciate them doing that. It's been uh, it's been amazing having them alongside us during this journey that we've been on. Uh, and we're going to go on a journey throughout this episode. We're going to get into it right now. We'll talk more about them later on. But uh, thanks to them for sponsoring the show. We're joined by Kelly made this episode. But before we get to him, Mark, how you been? I've uh, been great. I was lucky enough to be a part of a great product like Listen Loco yes, uh, yesterday. Yikes. Uh, so I'm really excited to come back down to earth and, and do Hotline League. Uh, Game of Thrones ended last night. I'm sure we'll talk about that for the last 30 minutes of this show. Uh, because there's really not that much else to talk about. Yeah, it's been a, been a quiet week uh, since we did Hotline League last Thursday. MSI wrapped up. <clears throat> And uh, it's done. We're done with MSI. Uh, Kelby, how you been? I've been really good. Yeah. Except for uh, this weekend was pretty rough. What? It was really. What rough. happened this weekend? How was it rough? You, we, we Game had birthday dinner. Yeah. No, no. To Kelby's right. Game of Thrones ending did suck. <laughs> it was my birthday. Yeah. Though I mean, like your birthday was the the highlight of the weekend. I. But I mean, TL what? got got three would Who? Was this in oh, what? Siege? Uh, Team Liquid? Yeah. Oh, are we not? Oh, is this a gag where we're not acknowledging Kelby. that this happened? Kelby. Kelby, this I is not a gag. I wasn't guessing Kelby this. How did you not pick up on this shit? That oh, was the okay. whole point Never of the mind. beginning of the episode. Uh, I really liked it. It was fun. We hung out on your birthday. Yes, and exactly. In, yeah, there was a cake and Game of Thrones... Um. Game of Thrones was awesome. Was that convincing? Okay. <laughs> anyway, I uh, know, but Mark, if you could you... redo either MSI's final or Game of Thrones final, which one would you redo? Mm... I mean, I probably probably MSI's final because Game of Thrones, like, there's a lot more to fix than just the final. So, finale. That's fair. Yeah. But at the same time, MSI is like, it's not Worlds, you know what I mean? If that would have been like Worlds Finals, it would be like, no question. No even thought. Yeah. That, this is like, I guess, the Night King for MSI. And then the Finals finale would actually be the World Final. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> let's get into the show. So, I mean, I, we were memeing a little bit, but I'm sure we'll have to take some calls about... well. First off, we haven't done a show since last Thursday, and we did a show basically two hours before what most, other than Kelsey Moser, would regard as the biggest upset of all time in League of Legends history, um, which was Team Liquid beating IG. Do you not... What is a... Huh? You go ahead, sorry. Did you not think that was the... I thought you were the one that suggested that. No, I agree. I was I was wondering what her uh, oh, case was Oh, her take was, was uh, some IEM match between... WE and a Korean team, I think, or something. Oh, yeah, that, that best of three. Sorry, it loses on that basis alone. Yeah. But anyway, 
so I agree. There, that one was close, though. There, there was. Uh, so that happened, and that was sick. And we can talk about that. And I, quite frankly, would love to talk about that. But also understand that we might have to talk about the TLG2 match, uh, which was the least upset of all time. No upset. Anti-upset there, I think. Whatever. I was upset at the end of it, is what I'm getting at. Um, so we can talk about that. And then I don't know if there's been too much other news. We didn't, we didn't really talk about any of the roster trades or announcements on the last episode, I don't think, right? We got Wadid coming over to FlyQuest. Oh, uh, well, we didn't do Wadid because that, that hadn't happened yet. But I thought we talked a little bit about Rune and we talked a little bit about Amazing. Because oh. we had uh, Medic on who could talk about Amazing. Yeah, that's true. We did talk about Amazing. But either way, uh, there is some stuff for us to talk about. And uh, and also, by the way, Summer Split starts in a week and a half. Actually, it's co more closer to two weeks. But very soon. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, maybe we should even talk about just like if that's too soon. I don't know. We'll see who calls in. Is it actually in two weeks? It's June 1st. This coming weekend is the only weekend we have off, and you have to do collegiate, so... Oh, what the fuck? I know, right? <laughs> Isn't that so weird? Yeah, wait. I thought I... I is thought it, it was... A, the, I guess the first week of June to me meant, like, after, like... You know, because it technically starts Saturday. Like, that's not the first week to me. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, uh... So, is it too late for you to get out of that collegiate stuff? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's my girlfriend and I's anniversary next week, so I was like, oh, yeah, we'll go the the week after, after Collegiate. Yeah. Fuck. The first week of LCS is what it... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, time to tell Riot I can't make the first week. Yes, well, great. Anyway. I think they just found out. Yeah. Talk about that. Mark, do you want to tweet out, uh, or have you yet? No. Okay. Well, I'll retweet it when you do. Uh, but anyway, it? those are the topics we have to talk about. Uh, I don't know. Look, I guess a couple different things here. One, how sick was that IG thing? It was funny. Mark didn't even want to post the last Hotline League because we were, especially that was him. A, so, that was a joke. So, da so down on the idea of uh, <laughs> Team Liquid having even the chance of taking a couple games off of IG. I said 2% chance they win the series did you said two percent chance they win the series i yeah, I, I there's a quote near the start i think where or they used it in the alienware update or the team liquid update uh where they said like you had said the chances are near zero percent of them two, i would say two percent is near zero percent okay. yes yeah, i think that's fair rounded down it's zero i don't remember the two percent line just the zero percent i remember i remember saying two percent because later on a caller kind of brought it up and i said one percent versus skt and i think and then i was saying uh ig is a better matchup so it doubles all the way up to two percent people really want to talk about this phase lawsuit that's why we got kelby on so if people want to somehow link that into league of legends i have been directed it... by my company to not comment publicly on really? this case so yeah well that's is why that we brought you on the show no one watches this so you're good <laughs> it, it's a private conversation why have you been directed not to friends? Huh? I said, why have you been... Uh, can you say why you've been directed not to? Uh, Well, po I mean, PopDog as a larger group exists to help the entire ecosystem. And, uh, you know, 
Uh, Tifu and FaZe are both a part of the ecosystem. I don't want any of my comments to be construed as taking sides. Uh, so yeah, I just I'm going to refrain. That's something, and, and I think you know Tyler, sorry Ninja, uh, said it well on his stream today. It's a private matter. Uh, it's unfortunate that it has to be brought to the public light, um, and it will be resolved in between those parties, and I don't know, perhaps in court. So. See, that seems, I, I will okay. not be providing. So, so I'm not going to force you to it. say anything here, but that seems crazy to me. Yeah. I, like, I feel like mm -hmm. people are afraid to say anything because Phase is like a big name in the industry. Uh, because it, yeah, it's not. I don't <laughs> yeah. think it's necessarily a private matter, right? Like, right. I, okay, I get. Yes, that it is a contract. Okay, for those of you that don't know, because a lot of you probably don't follow. Uh, you know, it's it's a complicated thing. I, I don't think we can talk. I can explain all of it, uh, but you can go look. Basically, Tifu, who has been, who's represented by FaZe and is underneath the FaZe brand or whatever, is suing um, with a, a law firm, FaZe, uh, directly claiming that, among other things, they take 80% of the sponsorship deals that they bring him and uh, some other stuff. But basically, that they have a pretty shitty relationship with him. Uh, and there's questions around, basically in the state of California, you need to be a licensed agency to represent people in certain ways, which may or may not be the way in which Tifu and other esports pros and other personalities in the space are represented. So there's a question of, okay, well, if you don't have the license, um, are you breaking California law around this stuff? It, it's pretty complicated. I'm not a lawyer. You can go read the article and sort of see what side that site alleges. I think the the org also has said certain things, quite frankly, probably without consulting legal counsel beforehand, given how loud some of those things have been. Uh, but it's an interesting conversation. I think I, I get why people are afraid to t comment on it publicly, but... Uh, it, I think it is not just a private matter. I think it's the type of thing where there could be legal precedent that is set that could have fallout across the industry. So only time will tell. Maybe this thing gets wrapped up behind the scenes pretty soon, um, which I wouldn't be surprised if it does. But uh, it's, it'll, it'll just be interesting to track who comments on it and who doesn't. Nadeshot tweeted earlier. I'm going to read Nadeshot's tweet, actually, because uh, he took it down. But Nadeshot tweeted earlier... Oh wait, wait! Can I not find it now? I can't find it's it. I think now. a lot of them are getting deleted. He deleted. Uh, he deleted it. But I, I have a link to the reply the way from Wayback Machine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's all over Slasher's feed too. Nadeshot now deleted it and put up a different thing. But yeah, you can go look at Slasher's Twitter account. He's been talking a lot about this. He might have like the original tweets from Nadeshot up there. I'm not sure. But anyway. Oh, yes. Oh, Nadeshot said, I hope recent news doesn't affect the broader gaming community's perception of esports teams. There are plenty of organizations in the space whose top priority are their professional players and content creators. To which FaZe Banks, uh, the founder of FaZe, uh, unless I'm, I've got that correct, right? Founded and runs it. I don't know anything about that fucking word. He, he replied... Just read the tweet. He replied to Nadeshot's tweet, you're a piece of shit, dude. And when my side of this is heard, you'll see why. Way to fucking jump on the bandwagon and chase the clout. 
You must meet dancing right now. Matt, I'm going to personally make sure you regret tweeting this and adding to this bullshit dumpster fire. Um, so now both of those have been deleted. <laughs> Nichot tweeted out something about how much he respects uh, Faze. Um, so I don't, I don't know what happened behind the scenes. Maybe he does regret it. Uh, but it's great. Um, great to see all this. I don't know. I didn't know this was going on today. I was, I guess I had my head in the sand or something. So I didn't see any of this. So I'm currently on live stream fails, just going through all this stuff. Apparently FaZe Banks once went to a bar and claimed a bunch of stuff happened to him. And then it didn't happen at all. Well, and then there's like a clip that I saw of Malexia where he's listening to somebody from, I don't know if it's Banks or somebody from FaZe, where the person's trying to explain situations and in the process mentions uh, under, presumably, allegedly, underage drinking happening at the face. What what I will say is... It's Banks' video with Keemstar. Okay, it's Banks' video with Keemstar. What I will say is um, Nicola Piggott runs an amazing PR agency. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, uh, I think, you know, she might be somebody that would be worth hitting up right now if you are working at phase. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, I don't, uh, Kelby can't talk about it. Apparently he, the man has clamped his mouth down. Um, yeah. I, I don't know anything about it. Mark doesn't know enough about like... it. And quite frankly, I don't know enough about it. So. I don't know if we'll be able to talk about it too much on the show, unfortunately, but you to, should to be clear, go check it out. Yeah. To be clear, uh, I'm only unable to talk about it because uh, it's not my department. Relationships with the industry and esports teams is the SVP of uh, esports and partnerships uh, call. So if you are upset about my inability to talk about it, I would tweet at Nick Allen. Um, uh, because he's, he's the guy who makes that decision. Oh, did you delete uh, uh, the tweet you made earlier? I did delete the tweet that I made earlier. Okay, so not only is Nateshaw deleting company. tweets, we got Kelby deleting tweets. Hang on, let me see if I can find... Well, it was a good tweet. The most, the, the most important, the most important thing I mean. learned... Can you, can you link it for me? Or like retype no, I can't, it? I can't find, it was, I'll paraphrase it because I don't know where to find yeah. it. But earlier, Kelby <laughs> tweeted, all these people thought that Danny referring to Daenerys, uh, was the person who was going to break the wheel, but it turns out it was Tfue all along. Or he's actually trying to do it. Or something along those lines. Yeah. He since deleted that tweet, Kelby May. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was support making a, a low a low-hanging fruit joke. Uh, Banks, please don't tweet at me. Uh, I'm not taking sides here. Uh, I, I deleted the tweet. I, re I regret being involved in anybody else's drama. Did he? We, did we don't have did Face Banks make you regret that you ever tweeted that? Is that what happened, Kelby? I don't want. I don't want to regret having ever tweeted it, and I don't want to. I don't want him to make me regret it. I've I'll never interacted two things. with the individual. I'll say two things. One, I'm glad to hear that Nick Iyer, Nick Nick Allen is the person I will direct my ire towards because I just like being able to be mad at Nick Allen. So that's that's great to hear. And the second thing is, I'm on. I'm on whichever pe people put out the most recent news. So mm. right now, I, th I think I think the general public is in the fuck phase camp. Yeah, put me in there. Put me in uh, there for now. So and then... Shinobi Michael wrote in all capitals in our Twitch chat. Who the fuck cares about the underage drinking? Everyone and their mom does that before 21. Well, the federal government does. Um, and 
federally and maybe state appointed judges might as well. So if there's a lawsuit, <clears throat> that's somebody. So you, Shinobi Michael, and you, LOL Scamler One, who are in Twitch chat, and you, Iridento, who, you know, you say no one cares. A lot of you guys might not care, but there are some people who do. Yeah. Um, and they have the ability to really mess things up for people. So that's that's why it's an interesting situation. Yeah. The the employer employee relationship makes things yeah. more complicated. So legally. finally just wrapping this up because people are asking us to wrap it up. The the big thing is, yes, I know a lot of pe people are saying, "Yo, this is just phase stuff, whatever, who cares?" The 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 heart of this conversation is about what the relationship between an organization and the people that they rep they represent or employ or whatever what that relationship is and guess what that's everyone in esports that's with an organization you know so the conversations that are going to be had here are about illegally speaking are about what is the relationship between a pro player or a content creator or somebody represented by the team and the team so i get you don't care maybe we'll talk more about it later on whenever stuff comes out but yeah um, i mean probably no, not no player has ever taken their org and sued them before. This is this is the potential first time for legal precedent to be set against uh, esports players and their employment contracts in this space. Which Kelby's is, talking about uh, it right now. Somebody help oh, Nick Allen. Tell him Kelby uh, Ray's a leaky we, faucet. He can't keep himself quiet. Nick Allen. Papa Nick. Delete it. Delete it. I mean, uh, that's not that's not me. Fuck. I'm just not talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mark, you want to explain how the show works, and maybe get yeah, back into so the camera? Wanna... No, I think this is a good shot. My shoulder's the best part of my body. Um, okay. If you guys never seen Hotline League before, the way this show works is Travis and I have a Discord, which I'm spamming in Twitch chat right now. You want to go and join up at that Discord. Once you do, you want to join the Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls to Voice channels. Uh, you can mute your mic once you're in there. And then in the Pleb Topics text channel, go ahead and post whatever it is uh, you want to talk about. And specifically, you know, try and represent your opinion on it. So not just say, I want to talk about the finals. Say, I want to talk about how that was an embarrassment for Team Liquid. And I'm not looking forward to seeing them or some shit. I don't know. Whatever it is. Have that be your topic. If we like it, we'll pull you from the Pleb Calls voice channel down to the waiting room where you'll hang out until it is your turn to go on. Do a quick mic check and then we'll be good to go. If you are a sub, by the way, first off, thank you. You're a dying breed. But uh, <laughs> uh, you could also get access. You could sync your sub uh, or your Twitch with Discord so that you can get access to the sub topics channel and uh, put your topic in there. It moves a little slower there. And so you do have a, a better chance, perhaps, of making it in, though not a guaranteed chance. So please don't sub just to be able to get on the show because that's not how it works. But... Uh, if you have a good topic, <clears throat> good chance we'll pull you in. Mark is pulling some people right now. While he's doing that, I want to read off, speaking of subs, a couple names of some people, some kind-hearted individuals who have sent oftentimes a Twitch Prime sub or something else in. Uh, Scoops, yes, yes, it's Rob86, LO Scamler, uh, X Solvark, Will D1 Thrill, Roadrunner X, Detective 9, and Raph. Thank you all those lovely people oh and one more hips hippie gangster thank you for that 
we should be getting our first person in in just a second. Mark, you want to go grab him? No, I think I'll just say forget Mark about it. Mark is very it. obstinate on this The show, this guys. Yeah, I don't know why he's feeling so obstinate. He's definitely feeling obstinate. T, the guy in the waiting room, needs to unmute. I think he was the first guy I pulled. If you get so in the waiting room, listening. please unmute. Please unmute. You fucking clowns. Okay. Mark's aggressive. He's, he's deafened. Oh, oh he's gone. He's, oh, there, oh, he just left. That's He pressed the wrong button. Mama's cupcakes, thank you for the six months in a row. Uh, <laughs> uh, God damn it. New haircut has changed him. Yes, exactly. Mark's, Mark's riding the high off of this haircut. We've got to figure this out. Kelby. Yeah, what's, what's up? up? How was work today? Uh, Pretty good. I didn't get all accomplished that I wanted to get accomplished. I have a ridiculous number of applicants for the sales associate position that we posted. and I am. By the way, if you want to work for Kelby, you literally don't need any qualifications for this entry-level mm -hmm. job. Where can people find that? Uh, goodness, I post about it on Twitter. It's like on the PopDog website i think there's a link to the the jobs your page. first job is to figure there's... out where the application is to work with kelby one sec one sec no no, no it's fine is... don't, don't make them go through the hoops no 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 no. it's good it's good so if you go to if you go to pop dog wait do we have a link here go work with yes. kelby May. If you go to popdog.com and then on the bottom right it says we're hiring and you click that and then you scroll all the way down to the bottom is this a pop dog show associate. now? Is that what this is? Yeah. Well, we're he's yeah. we're we're discussing an esports job opportunity. And League of Legends, you know the job, the show, thing the show's Kelby. about. Wacklow is here. Wacklow, where are you calling from? Degree. I'm calling from beautiful Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. Is it beautiful? Um, you know, it's a city. <laughs> nice. Spoken it's with uh, it's Florida, so it's a lot of swampland and it's very flat, but the weather's very nice. So nice. Well, hey, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I want to talk about G2 and their prospects for Worlds. I think at MSI, they were definitely, by the end of the tournament, the best team in the tournament. But I think that was pretty dependent on the meta. I think this was a meta that supported flex picks in a way we really haven't seen since, like, it, from what I remember, like, Season 3 Worlds, at least at, like, international tournaments. And G2 is set up as, like a team that really excels with flex picks between like wonder and caps, like obviously having huge champion pools and being like quick to pick up difficult champions and also perks, like being the most versatile bot laner in the world. And I think if the meta shifts to like tank top laners, ranged supports like Zyra or Nami or Janna, things that like Mickey hasn't played a lot of in his career and aren't as dynamic, or just like even more traditional tank junglers, like a lot of Sedge, maybe like. Well, I guess actually, never mind, because Yankos is a great tank jungler. But I think if there's like even like fairly subtle meta shifts, a team like SKT or Kingzone or even Liquid could be really favored and possibly overtake G2 coming into Worlds. <clears throat> All right. You didn't mention IG. Do you still think that IG is a, a consideration? I think IG is similar to G2 in that if the meta shifts to like one role being more supportive, I just like don't know how it'll shake out. Like if it becomes a hyper carry bot lane meta, maybe RNG will be the best team in China again. Mm -hmm. So I think if G2 is like 
a top top contender going into worlds ig probably will be too i think they're in the same boat basically so mark how important were flex picks this this MSI? i would say pretty important i i wouldn't argue that this i mean this is clearly a, a more solo lane focused meta bot laners are still really important but you know that you can carry through basically any lane g2 themselves won with jace top they've won with rookie or <laughs> excuse me caps um at different times and then they've also won through their bot lane so like you can you can carry through all three and, and the soul lanes are important so i think a meta shift would hurt them but i have a really well I guess the premise of the call was to say that you don't think G2 should be favorites heading into Worlds, but it sounds like the main argument for that is a speculative meta change. But we yeah, don't know. I think it's... But we, we, we haven't heard anything from Riot saying like, yeah, we don't like the meta, so we're going to change it. We haven't heard anything like that, right? So like that feels like a really brute well, force opinion. Let me remix it into, was it the... Was... With the meta being so heavily into um, flex picking or flex picks, is that what allowed G2 to really shine here? Was that what gave them the edge? Over the, the other, other regions? Teams. No. Not really. I mean, everyone's. I mean, like some regions have better suited metas, right? Like, I think to his point, you know, RNG and Team Liquid would probably benefit from a more stable top lane meta and all that stuff but like impact was great this tournament so even if like you can say he's better on tanks and stuff like that like i don't know double if got absolutely blasted in the series against g2 like that's still a problem they still have more creative drafts like even if you go into some like weird tank meta that doesn't mean that g2 is suddenly going to lose their brains about how to be creative so like yeah the meta can change and it could be bad for g2 worse than it is for team liquid but i have i have a hard time making that the, the main argument for why you would think g2 shouldn't be a favorite going to worlds is a speculative meta change well sure it's speculative the meta could be like basically the same but i guess i have two reactions to that one is i think riot sure there's no like big mid-season shakeup this year like there has been in the past but i think they're trying to nudge the meta in like a slightly less solo like carry from solo lane oriented direction like they're giving Maokai buffs here and there. They're giving Trundle buffs, who's not like a tank top laner, but you know. I think they're like giving little nudges. And also, just like in the history of the game, <coughs> sorry. Uh, it's never been like a super consistent meta over the season. Or if there has been, it's been when Riot like really fucked it up. Like they love mixing it up. So like, you're just saying like nine... it, th they are all-stars in this meta but there is a very good chance given historical precedent that the meta will shift perhaps dramatically before worlds hits and that that would perhaps inhibit their success yeah i think it's likely that the meta just won't suit them just because we're in such a unique meta right now and the meta is always shifting towards something else <sighs> Maybe. I have a hard time agreeing with that, though, considering that all messaging that they had prior to this meta was talking about getting the game into a state like this meta, and all reactions to this meta have been positive uh, for the most part. You know, like, I think junglers have complained about uh, some of the specifics of their role. Um, some people have complained about top lane range champions being super prevalent or something like that, but 
people really like this meta. They like that the game ends at 30 to 35 minutes and doesn't go to 50 minutes after team fight after team fight. They like that soul laners can carry, and it's not about playing around your bot lane. Like, I think I haven't heard anything for, in terms of fan sentiment uh, being an overwhelming opinion that they don't like the meta uh, or player sentiment, even pro player sentiment. So, like, I have a hard time thinking that Riot is motivated to change things up quite like they are when it's like oh god it's ardent sensor meta and everyone wants to blow their brains out because this is the only way to play the game let's see if they do uh, though we'll wrap up the conversation on this if they do do you think g2 will be perhaps less favored sure i mean i think there's a whole argument to, like the reason I, I have an issue with this call is there's a huge discussion to be had about whether or not g2 should be favorites how good is ig what about skt and like i don't know why you would make this about meta when there's so much larger of a discussion to have like maybe g2 shouldn't be the favorites going into worlds but i would not start that conversation with meta i wouldn't end that conversation with meta well why shouldn't given everything we just saw from msi why shouldn't g2 be favored i mean they just won msi right a lot of people will think hey these guys could win worlds now i think if you look at how close their series was versus skt I think that they were one bad Baron away from not making it. I think that was the finals and G2 was better for that day. But I think a, a Korean fan, if they wanted to be obstinate, could make a good case. They're like, hey, that was super close. And SKT threw that series. I, I could buy that argument. I think you could say IG is a better version of G2. They demonstrated that all group stage and they laid a turd versus Team Liquid. But they're still the better team. You know, like there are other arguments to be had. Do you, do you feel like IG just played really bad against Team Liquid or that Team Liquid played really well? I think both can be true. I think if you're... Yeah. If, if, so, like, I think... We, I talked about this a little bit on Listen Loco, but, like, one, Ning played like Doodoo, and he's usually one of the most aggressive people in the, in the on his team. And I think mm -hmm. I think Loco t said the stat that he had, like, 12 total kill participations pre-15 minutes or something, which is super low for him. Their solo laners didn't generate leads the way that they typically do. They played safer than I've ever seen. I don't know how the fuck you get a double kill on a Nico top against a flashless opponent, and you have red buff, and that doesn't turn into, like, a super big lead. They didn't go top anymore. I, I don't think they played very well. And I think Team mm -hmm. Liquid played great at the same time. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll have more calls about this. But, like, I wouldn't look at that single series and the whole history of success that IG has had and then seeing Team Liquid get blasted by G2 and say, like, ah, yeah, IG just wasn't that good. I'd say if you if I was a betting man, I would bet they had a bad day, you know? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think that IG... Um, just because like Team Liquid got blasted by G2, it means that IG is bad. I just felt like right. uh, TL and IG, if anything, what, what has been signaled to me by MSI and by Worlds, when Worlds came along and three out of the four teams ended up being international teams, I was like, maybe, like, the teams deserve to get there, but maybe the results from this event are a one-off and it wouldn't reoccur, right? But the fact that Caps has been in two international finals in a row, and mm -hmm. that TL and G2 both ended up in the final of this event, beating very, very strong teams along the way. And like while G2 certainly, and you and Loka would be able to analyze this much better, uh, didn't play up to their standard, I didn't feel like in watching the game that they were just playing bad. I just felt like TL played exceptionally well. And then when TL got to the final against G2, that is, that is the turd that we saw, that they just played really uncharacteristically yeah. poorly um, yeah but I, yeah. I think that all four of those teams are probably really strong favorites to continue to perform throughout the the rest of the year 
I absolutely agree. I think if, if European fans want to say we should be the favorite going in, you talk about, like you said, two finals in a row. You talk about how Korea has not won a best of five in since MSI's uh, last year. Yeah, uh, year. yeah it, semifinals of MSI last year. They haven't won a best of five in international play. Like, there's a good, like, my whole point with this was there's a good conversation to be had using all these other factors than meta. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, hey, thanks so much, Wackler, for calling in. Any final thoughts or anything you want to say? Yeah, quick before I go, I just want to say the meta's always in flux. Like, it might be broadly the same meta, but even now, Akali's worse than she was at MSI. Silas is worse than he was at MSI. Aftershock is worse for AP builders. So I think it's going to change. But I take your point. There's a million factors besides meta. Yeah, I mean, okay, those get nerfed. Kennen's still strong. Nico's still strong. Vlad's still strong. Who knows? Who knows? Hey, thanks uh, so much, you could be right. for calling in. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks, man. Okay, on to the next caller. Mark, didn't didn't this guy in his in his thing that he sent you, did he say meta or not? Because you seem to go really hard on him for the meta, but it seemed like you picked his question for him to talk about. Like, I don't remember. The issue I have with the this point. call, and I don't know why this caller is here. I remember what I said was like G2. <laughs> I, was I don't thinking. think I saw. I don't think I saw. I don't remember what I remember it being. G2 should not be the favorites going into Worlds, and okay. I thought there was gonna. I thought there was gonna be more meat on that bone. Okay. Than, gotcha. Yeah. It was. It was just great because yeah, from my perspective, I was like, man, Mark clicked this guy. He's like, all right, here's an argument I can fucking destroy. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I I I don't remember what he said about the details of it. I was just like, oh, this will yeah. be a good topic to rile up some G two fans. And like, rather than just being like, Caps is overrated, or like any of the other like, I don't know well, points okay. I, I, mean, I would, but, thought would rile people up. But but uh, look, uh, it's not it's not a crazy. First off, you know, one I think the caller called in. It's not like he called in and was like, well, I think G two is gonna not do well because perks his haircut is funny you know like he, he called in really with like look the me. meta might shift away from them and like they do considerably well in this meta that's not like a crazy take yeah and i responded to that normally for the first <laughs> couple minutes you responded it to in in kind with your new haircut I yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I, I the first time i was like yeah who knows i agree you know the meta could change and like g this is definitely a good meta for g2 it's like what what more is there to that conversation at that point you know, I don't know I'm what just, you say after that. Jokes. Let's just yeah. well, let's just hope the next caller has a, an opinion that Mark agrees on. Oh, I'll kill you! <laughs> In League of Legends. Okay, now that Mark's out of the channel, last caller. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. <laughs> he's he's not normally like this. You know, he's like he's. I wouldn't say he's ever nice or kind. I would never say that about Mark. But I wouldn't say he was whatever that was. All right. I'm gonna. Mark, so happy to oh, see hello, you back. Mark, yeah. Welcome to have you back. Yeah, yeah, you're looking great today. Um, T, T, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from uh, San Diego. San Diego, great. Do you have a call, an opinion that agrees with Mark? Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, uh, let's, you better just get ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess I, I might get flamed for this, uh, but. Uh, I feel like uh, NA as like a whole region is better than EU. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, look, just, <laughs> this is a keep going. Yeah. The hatches. I, I like this caller. This is a good caller. Um, I like this caller too, but I can already see Mark's eyes right. filling with rage. All right, so 
I'm going to agree with this. G2 is the best team in the in the West. Like yeah. I agree with that. But I feel like as a whole collective region, like I feel like G2 just carries that entire region. And I feel like yeah. EU as a whole entire region is a lot more is significantly uh, weaker than NA. This is we so should have had you the... call in right before Rift Rivals because this is a Rift Rivals take. What was yeah, the what um, was the what was the result of G2's final? 3-0. 3-0. But it was four minutes slower than TL's loss on an in international stage. Yeah, so I, I'm really... not gonna say I'm gonna say this. Uh, sorry. Uh, I no, I think G2 in, as as a uh, as a team they're really really good. It's just I feel like teams like Origin Fnatic are not as good as like the top three in NA. I mean, so here's here's my thoughts on what the caller said, is that I think that TL and G2 are actually probably a lot closer than what their series showed, uh, because uh, TL clearly just, like, had yeah, a the completely Yeah, the TL we saw on that play. day was not the TL we had seen, like, the day before, no. or in no. their second game against G2, or I, it was just weird. Not at all. But in North America... I think that at the end of the split, uh, TL, TSM, and C9 were all very, very close to each other. Yes, um, I agree with that. And, that. and that any one of those teams reasonably probably could have won uh, the split. Um, and also, you have to remember that Europe in general, like as a whole, is kind of just sucky. Like, uh, not in regards to League of Legends necessarily, but it probably bleeds into League of Legends. Uh, like, America's just better place so that has to weigh into your decision as well that was i didn't get the response that i was looking for there but uh i was just, I was just making a stupid joke apparently um but but yeah no is <laughs> i could buy i could buy that argument uh that na as a whole is strong when is riff rivals happen again end of it's june like the yeah fourth week or something okay i mean we'll see then right for the most part but it also depends if you're talking about the region as a whole, we need a 10 v 10 tournament. Oh. Yeah, but I do think. But T, would you say the top three North America are better than top three Europe? Yeah, I feel like G2 and Fnatic might be up there with the. Or I feel like Fnatic would be up there with the top three, but I feel like the, whatever the third team is, I, I'll say Origin. I don't think Origin is as strong as TSM or C9. Or I know I know Origin was got second, but I feel like I feel like Fnatic did. I feel like in general, Fnatic is a stronger team than Origin. Um, it's hard for me to say. Like I think, in terms of like, oh, Europe put all their best players on one team. Like Europe always finds more players, and. In terms of like, yeah, that best of five was not close. But TL probably did underperform a little bit, uh, given that we just saw them beat IG two days before. It does make you want to say that, but then what about TSM and C9? Like, they're not necessarily on the same level TL is. Like, TL should be better than them. Um, so I don't know. I'm not. I'm not convinced that... TL is substantially better than Origin. Like, substantially better, I mean. And then that would mean that the others are better, too. Like, I, I think, most likely, TSM and C9 are pretty close to Origin and Fnatic level. 
with TL probably being a little bit better. Um, does that make our region stronger as a whole? I, I don't know. Um, what about outside the top three? Because I feel like in gen, I don't know. I feel like EU in general is a little bit on the top heavy side. Well, I'm gonna I feel say like I have a little no bit more... idea about the bottom seven your LEC teams. Like, and I don't, Mark. Do you, how, do you know? Do you follow? Like, what is the eighth best LEC team, and how does it compare to the eighth best LCS team? Uh, historically, pretty poorly. Like, they almost always have some like dumpster ass two in a billion team. And it was true again. They had Rogue this split, who was just like, "Are is this a nine-team league?" And everyone just shows up and gets a free win on this day, like, you know, like a bye week. I don't know. And they always have a team like that. Uh, sometimes they have two or three, even. You know, like Excel was pretty shit. Uh, so, like in that regard, I I would almost always favor historically and this season as well the bottom of NA. Like Hundred Thieves say what you will about them they still had talent on that roster you know i don't know how true that is for some of these years <laughs> uh so if we brought all of our people and they brought all their people we would smash them i don't know i think the bottom would smash i think the top would probably lose to europe in the middle i i don't know so Thank do you God are you predicting us to lose rift rivals I think it's close. I think it's really, really close because, like I said, I think TL is probably a little bit better than the other top teams in Europe. Uh, and then for C9 and TSM, I don't know if they're actually better than Origin or, or uh, Fnatic. Yeah. I mean, people are saying who he has talent. I said there's some talent, not all talent. No, no, they will I always take... find the one thing. They're like, you, you could be like. Talking about someday in Bang, you buffoons you could be like it's really sunny in la during the summer and they're like really because on june 30 30th in 1976 it rained for 45 minutes <laughs> was it really sunny mark huh why are you so uh, omega lol <laughs> the other classic those guys aren't from na it's like thank you yeah. thank yeah. you i thought for sure bang was american yeah I totally forgot that there was these rules that allowed you to import players and that their team is not suddenly, I don't know. One of the hallmarks of America is that it's a melting pot. Yep. You know? One of the things we do well. And pot is legal. <laughs> That's the other Depending thing we do at. well. Uh, do you have any thoughts, T? Uh, not really, no. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, for, no, no, for I'm whatever like reason, little, when you said that, yeah. I thought that was more of like a general question, like well, not, yeah, no, not necessarily I, 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 related to this topic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, um, I think I, I think I agree with with what a lot of people say that like NA as an entire region is probably stronger. I'm not sure I agree that the remaining teams, like the top three from each region, is is in NA's favor. I'm not convinced okay, of that. I'm, Could be true. Okay, yeah, I know. I guess I'm just really excited for this Worlds because, like, what happened last Worlds and then this MSI, I feel like this Worlds is going to be very fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, we're, we're we're in the best timeline right now. Like, yeah. NA beat yeah. the best team in I the agree. world. Even if they got slammed in the finals, like, they still beat the best team in the world. No, like, this is... 
I, I did this video uh, that I put out right before the finals, and then, of course, everyone memed it after the finals, but I still stand by what I said, which is, like, it's it's uh, people somehow forget that up until six months ago, we it was a joke, the idea that North America could ever perform on an international stage. Yeah. You know, I th and, and now, and not only that, but also that Korea and maybe sometimes China were the only ones that could ever win anything. And Worlds blew that thing open, and then MSI continued the narrative. So, I like I yes, I I don't think we should throw anything out, um, especially from the four main regions. Now, of course, Europeans will not want to hear that, but uh, it's just like any we should not have necessarily huge expectations around what's going to happen at Worlds because it, I think what is clear is that the gap is closed. Yeah, the biggest. Well, I got a call for the gap is closed. Careful. Okay. Never mind. What were you going to say? Oh, are you going to follow up on that? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to the closed gap later, maybe. T, thank you so much for calling in. All right. Thank you for having me. Yeah, how are we going? Thanks, T. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick break right now to talk a little bit about Alienware. That's right. They're our sponsor for the show. They're a sponsor for so many things. And you know what? A lot of people have been saying. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Still out of focus. That in focus. There you go. Yeah, and if you could also, can you cover the logo of the other, brand? like, because there's a logo and a brand name right behind. Yes, thank you. Okay, well now okay. you're there. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, almost there. Perfect. Now tilt your head to the side. Just a little. Oh. I really wonder sometimes. <laughs> the... Yoni puts this in the monthly report. Yeah, I was you gonna can, say with, with the Alienware marketing team. Okay, let's see how. Because we never consult with them before we do these ads, all right? Same thing at MSI. Like, we're, I'm on some pirate ship, and we're talking about how we're on some adventure to find it. We never talk to them. We don't, there's not a creative meeting that happens beforehand where we're like, hey, we're thinking this is how we're going to push Alienware as the brand this time. And that's why they're such great sponsors. And, and, then, and then I'm just, I worry. I'm like, one of these days they're going to hit us up, and they're going to be like, could you hold it in a little bit? Could you make these these reads a little more, you know, traditional? I'm um, connecting to the audience. I know my audience. <laughs> let me make that's what, that's what Mark camera. will say in response to them, too. I'll be like, okay, hang on, let me call it Mark, and he'll just say that over the phone. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I am Gen Z. I get it, okay? <laughs> I thought, I don't think you're Gen Z. I think you're a millennial. Shut the How fuck up. I'm almost thirty. Yeah, you're you're. I think I'm twenty seven, twenty eight in, yeah. in a month. Anyway, millennial like me. Where was I? Oh yeah, Alienware. Uh, so, so for a while we were saying Dell.com/slash/Travis. Now I'm going to give you Alienware.com/slash/Travis. This new new link that we've got. I mean, the Dell one works too, but now we're now we're official. Alienware.com/slash/Travis, and a lot of you. A lot of actually, let's just put it this way. Basically, all of you. I have people on the streets coming up to me and saying, "Travis, can we get a promo code? We got a discount code. All right, we know there's the link, but can we, Travis, ten off? All right, you're gonna see one on the LCS broadcast. <laughs> oh, don't don't use that. All right, you want that credit going to the Fat Cat Riot Games? Go to come on, <laughs> Travis, ten off. Grassroots esports. This is what esports is meant to be. Travis Ted off. Use it on their website. You're going to get 10% off. And by the way, that stacks, all right? That stacks. 
So I know I I don't know if it stacks with everything, but I know some people they go there and there's it's already there's already marked down. You throw that on there, you're like, damn, this is a deal. This is a deal right here. Am I supposed to care uh, as someone who works both the Riot broadcast, which is sponsored by Alienware, and this show, which is sponsored by Alienware? Should I have a preference, Travis? Yeah, well, I mean, you have more creative freedom on this show than you have there. I. I, I guarantee you... Actually, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. Go, Go ahead. No, say it, Kelby. I was going to... Oh, man, no. You're already Just getting fired it. from your comments earlier. You're on so this you show. Well you rep me. Do you rep LCS? I was going to say, I think it's much more impactful if you use Travis's code for his relationship than using the LCS code for their relationship. There you go. All right, that's there, true. There are different kinds of buys, if I had to guess. Travis 10 off. By the way, that's the number 10. I don't know if T-E-N works, but... The number 10, I believe, works. Travis 10 off. You get 10% off their stuff. They got great things. The Area 51M. You see that ad? By the way, that ad is brilliant. The one on the uh, the MSI broadcast and the LCS broadcast. You see the Alienware training facility. You see, you see Doublelift, right? You could play like Doublelift on a good day, on his good day, all right? Not like on the MSI finals day. <laughs> All right, we don't know. He might have been using some. Lose the we don't fastest know. international best of five in style, like double lift with you, Alienware. You get the IG double lift. All right, not the. <clears throat> this ad's gone on long enough. Thank you so much, Alienware, for sponsoring the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, Alienware.com/slash/travis. Travis ten off. Please remember that. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Tell strangers on the street. Travis ten off. Alienware.com/slash/travis. <laughs> All right, if, on I, if I could throw in an anecdotal case for Alienware, one of our influencers that we work with, Dr. Lupo, uh, he uh, he went out and purchased one of these Alienware uh, 51M laptops because he wanted something that was powerful enough to stream on the road. That was his individual purchase of choice. There you go. And it's true, by the way. Area 51M is... Uh, people are saying it's giving a security warning, but when I go to alienware.com slash Travis, it works. So I don't know what... Um... That's because the uh, the technology in these machines are essentially government classified. Okay. So <laughs> that's the grade. Yeah. Good save. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's move on to the next caller. Move on to the next caller. Uh, chip wheel. Thank you for the three months. Kiwi Mullet Boy for 18. Mama's Cupcakes. Albright Chia Hack. Arema 39 for 11 months. Sorry if I'm late, but do you have any thoughts on the TFU situation? Sorry, if we talk about it, Twitch chat's gonna, gonna get angry. We did talk about it earlier. Oberlist for three months and Jubes for 11 months. He says, I believe in TL. Well, I'm sorry, buddy. You got, you got something to read up on. It's called it MSI Finals. All right. Uh, Wafflefoot is here. Wafflefoot, where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, the great state of Dallas, Texas. Wait, you know Texas is, is just state. a state. Dallas is not. <laughs> yes, I'm, yes, I know. The great uh, city just, of Dallas. Is how I called in the first time that I called, which was like a year and a half ago at this okay. point. So. I don't recall that. I. <laughs> it's been a long time. After a week We've has passed, I purge everything from my mind. Exactly. We've slept since then. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what do you want to talk about, Wafflefoot? Uh, well, the first thing I want to talk about is, you know, how much extra content Travis gets to do if you don't, if you subscribe to his channel right now or use your Twitch Prime free sub for the month. Thank you. So that's, that's always true. the first thing. But the actual topic I want to talk about is uh, 
with all the shakeup in the in the LCS with teams, uh, the rumors of uh, or not the rumors, but uh, the potential for Immortals to buy out Infinite slash Optic, uh, Dignitas buying a share or buying a majority share of Clutch Gaming. Uh, and from my own experience with working directly with companies like uh, Infinite Esports, uh, the hot take is that I think most esports brands don't understand how to run a business and uh, more, uh, more specifically, don't understand how to run a business that is naturally non-profitable in traditional means. I'm going to throw this to Kelby. Kelby. Wow. Are you trying? <laughs> why are you trying to get fired tonight, dude? Uh, when you say like don't a know how business to... One. I would like you to expand on your comment of not understanding how to run a uh, nonprofit or a business that's uh, not profitable in a traditional sense. By the way, you got well, somebody to send me 10 subs, so thank you to that. And also thanks to Poznot for the 10 subs. Well, there we go. I'm cool with that. Uh, so from my own personal experience, I work directly with Infinite Esports, uh, specifically their marketing arm, uh, mm -hmm. Engage uh, Esports. Uh, and I got a, you know, firsthand inside look at how they were, you know, trying to run what they were uh, compared to what they were talking about and planning for and uh, expecting to do. And I got to see kind of it all pan out from firsthand experience. But when I say comparing or running a business on a traditional or making money in a traditional sense, uh, there's not a retail face where they make profit directly interfacing with their customers for the most part they have merch mm -hmm. but for people to yeah. be excited about the merch the team has to usually be successful and build their fan base so it's not just you know opening up a new store and slowly building customers over time it's million several million dollar investment up front still having to do that and then not really understanding how to do it and then as a result they're just starting to hemorrhage money because it's not coming back in a meaningful way and we should say infinite esports is and was i guess i, I don't know the uh, parent company of optic yes yeah. correct yeah all right good thank you very much Kelby. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, am I supposed to am I supposed to react to this? Yes, this is Look, your expertise, man. I love having you on Hotline I... League, and I know that it's us asking you to come on the show. But if Mark brings the analysis, I hope that you could help bring light on the business side. And if anybody brings up a business thing, and you're like, oh, I uh, refer you to Nicholas Allen, uh, Pop Dogs SVP of whatever the fuck Nick does, um, then you know it's going to be difficult. Yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. Uh, so this is a t this is a topic very near and dear to my heart. Um, Nick in chat, by the way, he says Monka S. <laughs> Wait, is Nick really in chat? Yeah. Oh, uh, so let let me let me answer this in a way that will satisfy Nick and make him happy. So uh, I'm sorry. What was your name again, caller? Wafflefoot. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I mean you're. You're absolutely right. I think that a lot of organizations, and we are now seeing effects, as you noted, uh, are having a difficult time running a business, uh, making it sustainable uh, in the economic models that they've put themselves into. Uh, I think that so one of the one of the reasons that I that I joined this organization. Um, is because we have a lot of thoughts about how to help make the business more sustainable, understandable, uh, 
from a buyer's perspective, that being brands or different org different companies looking to invest and receive value from the space. I think that what's really interesting is that a lot of the inventory that teams sell to sponsors or that leagues sell on broadcast is not universally understood or has a consensus value attached to it. So much of what you see from streamers or leagues or teams on a tournament broadcast or on an individual player's broadcast is like that logo bumper, right? That goes on a that goes in the corner and then rotates through different and, brands. And can I pause really quickly to provide context around what Kelby's saying? Because I know a lot of you guys might be lost in it. But the, a simple way to think about this is if you want to go buy a 30-second ad spot on television, everyone knows what that is. There's like a standard rate. You figure that out. It's really standard. Everybody has a general agreement on what that is. If you want to go sp uh, spend or buy a 30 second pre-roll on Twitch, there's a range or, you know, you negotiate, but it's still people know what it is that you're getting. Esports is like, okay, there's a logo on a jersey. What's that worth? Yep. And is it, what's it worth like if it's on League of Legends versus an Overwatch broadcast? And what's like, that's the type of stuff Kelby's talking about. Yep, exactly. And then, you know, all that inventory varies obviously based on based on the team and like some streamers do their logos small and they have them up persistently or some people they only come up and and what is that really worth and also the the inventory that is you know like providing a sponsorship package across a team or across an individual broadcaster across the space is not uniform it's often very custom there's not like any sort of real agreed upon value associated with this and it makes it very very difficult for everybody in the space uh, to kind of convince brands to come in. They understand, like, there's a lot of people interested in the space because esports is such a big buzzword now. And everybody understands, I think, that gaming is the future and that people our generation and younger are looking at it. They just, there's not a lot of education um, or general consensus amongst advertisers or the industry itself in terms of what the value is. And and you will see if you talk if you t if you get a sponsorship pitch from Loaded if you get a sponsorship pitch from C9 or TSM or whoever, it will probably look very different, and you may see like similar impressions numbers that are priced differently. Like there there's not consensus. Uh, so all of that to say that in this area in this like era I say where like the um, the industry is still growing learning. Uh, it's it's definitely been difficult for some people to kind of find the perspective value that they maybe uh, sold their VC on and kind of like achieving maybe revenue models that they projected, if I had to Kelby, we, we were talking about um, esports businesses and how much these guys know how to run a successful business and maybe the, which teams are struggling. Uh, I, just a general question for you. Do you feel as though teams and orgs right now are optimizing for sustainable businesses or for valuation increases? Stop, Travis. You are asking me such a loaded question. Well, you work no at pun Loaded. Intended. Uh, yeah, I, I said no pun intended. Uh, I am not going to, I'm not going to answer that question because I don't work for those organizations, so it's difficult for me to say how they are uh, framing their businesses and what, what their objectives are and, and how they're structuring them um, or what they're raising at and how they get to those valuations and their raises. Who is to say? 
Nick's pretty good monk ass in the chat right now, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in those pitches or meetings. Um, but I will say that, anyways. And this is this is a bit of a hashtag ad or plug. But one of the things that we're focused on in PopDog is creating tools and kind of helping standardize this inventory across the space to the degree that we are able to, uh, so that the whole industry, I think, as we find uniformity and consensus around what our value is and then go out to the broader space with like you know that pitch it makes it a lot easier for people to be like oh okay i kind of i kind of get this now this is this is this is how i engage with this space this is what it costs and this is how i measure the return i'm getting on my investment right um it i mean it's just it's just new especially from the commercial perspective uh, and I think it's going to take time for teams to hit, uh, like the, the way that teams monetize now is not the way that I think that they will monetize in the future. And we've talked about this before, but like traditional sports organizations aren't like selling sponsorships against their individual players. They're getting it from merchandising, broadcast rights, and ticketing revenue. Uh, I think the teams will be do a better job of creating value packages to monetize directly from their audience. They will get, uh, they will get broadcast deals. And as like, you know, we are the oldest generation and, uh, like these brand names are more ingrained with the community and culture merchandising sales will, will scale accordingly as well. Um, and then you'll probably see like a model where, you know, individual players and influencers own their own sponsorship rights and it's very akin to traditional sports. Would be my guess. Um, did I, sorry, did I answer your original question or not really? <clears throat> Wafflefoot. Myself or Travis? Who? You. Uh, Wafflefoot. Me? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I pretty much agree with you in every respect. I think that uh, what we are looking at at revenue models as far as esports businesses go, it currently is definitely not where it's going to be probably even in five years from now. Yeah. Uh, now that all these leagues are franchising and the companies that are prepared to, or better prepared, I should say, to be able to take that start from the ground up approach uh, and be a little bit more uh, tactical and smart about it. Uh, I think that they, in that ecosystem, things will grow a bit better and they will stabilize and succeed more. Yeah. And I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be some people that fail along the way as there is yeah. with like every new industry, like the fucking dot-com bubble that happened. Uh, you know, I, I think what's really, really most important. And when I was looking to enter back into the space in leaving Twitch and evaluating like my options of working for an esports team or doing influencer stuff is... Uh, just setting expectations appropriately with the people mm -hmm. that are funding you. No esports team is making money. They're all running at a loss. And that's fine. As as you noted, it's just what are the expectations that you've set with the people that are funding you and obviously making sure that those are aligned. Uh, you don't want to run into a scenario where you make over-aggressive revenue projections and, you know, like, how long does it take for us to break even? How long does it take for us to become profitable? And then have a hard conversation, you know, when you're however long down the road and you're still losing multiple seven figures a year uh, in net. That's 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 a rough conversation to have at that point. So, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, here's to hoping that the future is a little bit better for us and that we have uh, fewer instances like uh, 
uh, infinite esports and more like the more established orgs or even a hundred thieves since they hit the ground absolutely running. Uh, they're probably closer to one of those or one of the more profitable teams, maybe not necessarily making money still, but you know, getting closer to that break even point at least. Mark, what's your take? Uh, I think we're all just stealing money from people outside the know until it all comes crashing down. <laughs> well, Mark, you, you can't know that for sure. <laughs> call me, call me. It was just my no. take. <laughs> just my take. Uh, no, I don't know. What do you want me to say? I'm an, I'm an idiot. I think, uh, to what you guys said before. A lot of it's about expectation setting and like, do you think you're trying to make money right now or do you think this is going to continue to grow and you're going to have a big chunk of a hopefully bigger pie soon? I don't know. All mm. I can say is there are very, very, very few profitable esports businesses and Travis Gafford Industries is one of them. So I, hey. I'm, I'm one of the few winners in the space. All right. That's, those are the only winners, the individuals. Right yeah. now, those are the only people winning. Actually, that's a really true statement. Well, that's well, team owners. That's not quite true. There are team, yeah, owners, team owners who I think are making millions by taking money off the table uh, when they well, do. Well, that's uh, that's a lot of speculation you're throwing out there, Travis. Unless you are a team <laughs> owner and you have, you know, and you know their cap tables and what they've been able to take off in rounds, I I would say that's where you get into dangerous territory making these speculations, which I would never make. Thank you, Nick. I'm not saying that. Hey, Kelby, hypothetically, would you rather be me nope. or Steve Aronset? <laughs> well, I mean, Steve throwing out really... the fact that he's a better looking guy and nicer and all that stuff and has his life together, like just on a monetary perspective for the for our futures, who would you rather be? And do keep I in mean, mind, Mark has his... <laughs> regardless of Steve's ownership, like, yeah, yeah I'd... Uh, I, I like, I this is the last time Kelby's going to come on the show. He's going to come. This he's is definitely the last time I'm. No, 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 Kelby, don't. We're just, we're just messing with you. You're fine. You've done great navigating this, Kelby. Have I? I mean, we're going to see when I am in the office tomorrow with Nick Allen and what he says to me. He's listen. Nick is drunk right now. You, you think he's, a, he's, he's aware of anything I don't even that's think being Nick said Allen's on the show? I, I think Nick Allen's just typing Monk S at random points. Yes, he is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't think he. It's all he said. Yeah. Wafflefoot, anything you want to say on the way out? Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, great conversation as always. Look forward to future content. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Uh, moving on to the next caller. We got four callers to go in about forty minutes. So. I did. I I I just want to apologize. I know I did a very poor job explaining a lot of those things it's uh well, it's a complex conversation yeah quick shout outs to pilgrim panda sergeant garrett dj conduct pause not who gifted 10 subs thank you pause not love it when people do that rebel con for 16 months na alistar for four night of zero 1802 and boba gift us up to nick allen and matei a couple more to go but we'll shout this out in a second red prius is here you've been on the show before i believe right I was the guy last week who told you way too much about where I'm Way too much what? Way too much about where I'm calling from. I oh. said I'm from Miami, but I'm calling from the Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, welcome uh, back to the show. Thank you for being a Twitch sub. What do you got for us this week? 
So after the results of MSI, um, I think there's been a bit of debate about whether or not uh, North America and Europe have actually equalized or even transcended uh, Korea, Taiwan, uh, China as as regions. Like that they are like someone caller already called about how they, he thinks that NA is actually better than EU. That kind of debate. Um, and my argument is that. Um, they are, I don't know if they're better, but they've certain. not only is the gap closed, but I think that EU as a region is probably the best region um, in total. And I mean, well, you know, now, I'm not going to When you say in total, but, do you mean like that implies that their 10 teams could maybe like their league is stronger overall? I, I don't want to imply that. I want to imply that on the, on the average, not that if you were in a 10 team, I'll, I'll, I'll qualify my statement in that I think that the reason I say this is not because I think of I'm not thinking of results. I'm saying I think that Europe is playing the best League of Legends. Now, if they were to compete against another region, the results might not be a win because the best, the highest potential for winning does not always result in the win. That's because like a cheat, someone who plays Shaco, a Shaco one trick can hit Challenger, and they're not playing optimal League of Legends, uh, but you know, some a professional player might not get as high on the rank ladder as that Shaco one trick, but they're objectively a better player. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Are you, are you saying that strategically and from an understanding of the game, you think that Europe as a region is like most on top of it right now? Is that what you're trying to I, say? I think, I, I do think that. Okay, gotcha. <clears throat> like, so like how Korea kind of used to dictate the, the exactly, meta in years past. Exactly. I'm going to echo Korea what Mark said earlier, which is like, they barely beat SKT. Um, and so okay, it's like so... really hard, like... You know, they they were able to swing it in a best of five and a best of ten with the same but, thing happen. But maybe happen. the caller is saying that perhaps SKT, and sorry to interrupt, Travis, maybe the caller is saying that perhaps if SKT had the same understanding of the game that Europe does right now, they would have won convincingly because they have more individually skilled players. And I don't know sure. if I'm putting words in your mouth or not. Well, let, let me, I actually kind of delved away from what I wanted to say, which okay. is that... The real argument I have is that G2, even though they are much, much better than any other team in Europe, was created as a result of playing in Europe, right? These regions are isolated. They don't practice together. Maybe, we don't know. Maybe they talk to each other a little bit about strategy, but it's unlikely. And, um, you know, they're, they're created in isolation, not just in creating the players, but in developing the teams into a cohesive product. And even if they're drastically better than everyone else, their their improvements and the way they decided to play is a result of the way they reacted to other teams. They're not just playing the same way every game and and they're just crushing the opponents. They're the give and take of the games is what may, tells them what they're doing right or wrong. And it, in terms of like the SKT series, I think that most people can write off the losses they did have from really questionable drafts, like the Azir pick, like why that matchup just made no sense. but. Forgetting that, I'm just saying Europe and NA and Korea and China all contributed as a building IG, SKT, G2, and, and TL. They didn't; those teams didn't just come to be independent of everyone else in the region. Okay, and throw it to Mark. Sorry, I know I said a lot. No, you're good. No, I, I was I was enjoying listening to that. I think, uh, I mean, what's what's the the debate that these guys are going to stay on top G2 or like the the teams that made it are going to stay on top or... I mean I think the conversation is is Europe actually is Europe actually the best well 
you know, we kind of, you kind of hinted at like, do are we talking about all of Europe? Are we talking about the top three teams of Europe? I doubt the top three European teams are would make the strong. Like, if you were going to do some kind of like weird, you know, kind of how Rift Rivals does it, like you can only every team must play equal amount of games type thing. You know, I would I would probably not bet on Europe to win a, a tournament like that. I would. Uh, yeah. So like, but I think we're on the same page about that. Like, I think. China and Korea's top three are probably stronger than Europe's top three, but G2 is head and shoulders. It feels like better than their second place team. And so if the point is just like, if you took the best team from each region and put them up against each other, Europe's the best. So it's like, well, we just had a tournament that kind of proved that. I would say that with how volatile the current top team is like heading into the tournament IG is and how volatile Europe is like, you know, Europe could be the best 40 out of 60 and, and IG is the best 60 out of 40. Who knows? They're, they're, they're clearly very close. And I think, I think G2 is super, super good. I think they're more creative in some ways. Um, not, maybe not in game, but out of game. I think the way that they, the, the ideas that they come up with and their willingness to try different things, um, speaks to a lot. Like, I don't think people understand how hard it is to be creative in league of legends. Like it's not hard to find a single pick, and be like, well, this this sort of counters that Pike can sort of counter Jace, you know, uh, but actually executing them and actually having the whole team buy in and and having the right group of players to allow people to go out there and fuck up constantly when things don't work out when they think they have a cool pick, which I'm sure happens constantly with G2 and and tanks a lot of their scrims. Having the right combination of talent, creativeness, and like mental fortitude to to do what G2 does is absolutely incredible, and I think. Is, is a good argument for why you could say that they're the best team in the world uh, because it's not it's not just about like, well, you know what? The Shy is probably better than Wonder. I think the Shy is better than Wonder. Well, who gives a shit? I think that G2 plays around Wonder better, right? Like that could be an argument. You know, it's, it's not about raw skill. So I could totally buy, uh, you know, that, they're, that G2 is the top team in the world. Okay, well, I Kelby actually brought up something really important that I did not think about, um, which ties into my argument, which is that Europe might be playing better League of Legends in strategically than Korea or China, um, which is that Fnatic, as the third place team, might be playing a style that is objectively better than KT brings to the table. But what, as what Kelby said, if they had better players like SKT does, they might be able to execute it better in a way that resulted in the same results that G2 is getting. I think so, it's a dangerous and, argument because I feel like you could just start saying that for every region. Sure. TL have I'm, played a superior strategy. They just couldn't execute on it because they didn't. We don't have as good of players as Europe. You know, like it. You, could, you can always just pick that. I'm definitely living in a fantasy world where, you know, potential to succeed is greater than results, and that's just a way I look at the game. Maybe it's because I play solo queue. Um, but it's just my opinion that if you give them time, like the time between worlds, you can only bet on the potential to succeed based on objective quality, not on like, well, this team stopped their region and we can, we should ignore how they did it. I, I usually, I feel very frequently that that, that statement gets made by analysts. Like I've heard way too many people say that TL stopped NA, I, I, like people on the analyst desk on riot broadcasts. I, I don't. Maybe it's just a, an idea that the right script writers are putting in their heads, but I really just think that... And G2 didn't really stop Europe either. G2 was very competitive, and they stopped playoffs. I just... 
I don't. G2, I think it's the way they're playing the game. G two shit on Europe, and at the like after they like basically clinched number one, they started trolling, and then they absolutely crushed them in playoffs when it mattered again. How could you not say your G two crush Europe? I I. I don't think the they just started trolling argument stands up for any team. I don't I don't I think that makes you a worse team. I think if you have the potential to decide to start trolling, then you are going to lose to better teams. Even so if like, it's even I, possible. IG, the former world champions who have players admitting that sometimes they play happy games, they're not that good of a team because they troll sometimes. I'm not that they're not that good of a team, but it's a weakness <laughs> that, that, that that can be exploited. And it's the it's the same way sure. that, G2 lost games against SKT is they weren't thinking the right way in that game, and as a result, they lost games that made them look less convincing than they should have. But let's assume that that potential to make play those four fun games is deleted. I don't know that we see the same results or even have the same perceptions about the same. Let, let me let me in on a secret. Well, um, wrap this up quick because we okay. need to move on to the next caller. Sorry. All right, all right. Here's here's the secret. No one's perfect. So you will have teams that are don't take the game seriously enough, and sometimes they troll and they lose games like IG. And guess what? Some teams are too fucking tight. Their butt is puckered way too tightly, and they, they, they try hard all the time, and they burn themselves out, and they go crazy, and they're too rigid in their analysis. And then they, they sit there trying to play the game perfectly, and then a team like G2 comes along and does crazy shit. Like, every team has a flaw. No one is perfect. So, like, this idea that the perfect team is, like, well, you take all the creativity and aggressiveness and talent that IG has and just lop off the problems. Like, that team doesn't exist. Like, maybe SKT in their absolute prime was that team, but, but t times have changed. It doesn't work anymore. It hasn't worked for Korea for, for over a year now. Okay. So, like, I think, you know, greatest of all time level – Yes, maybe that's true. But most of the time, you're not living in the greatest of all time. Everyone was ready to start talking about IG Dynasty. Well, it's like, well, we don't live in that anymore. And that's why what made SKT around 2013, 2015, 2016 so great was that they were kind of like that. But even then, those teams had flaws. They had problems. And like right now, that's what SKT is facing. It's like they want to play the game a certain way, and it just doesn't work that way right now. Thanks Got so it. much, uh, Red Priest. Any, anything you want to say on the way out? Uh, just as I said last week, you guys are my role models, and I, uh, I'm really, really uh, thankful for the... Wait, does that include Kelby? Because he wasn't here last week. It includes Kel Kelby and Obli. Okay. Thanks, dude. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks, guy. On to the next caller. Yeah, I don't know why I said guy. I'm a fucking idiot. Alex, two chances. <laughs> Thank you for the prime. You primed earlier because he just liked hearing what Kelby was saying. The real Maliac for five months. Hope your party is awesome next week, and thank you. Yes, I'm excited for it. Corey Lulu resub for uh, 18 months. Speaking of somebody who's going to be at my party, I invited Corey Lulu, and he said he's going to come. So Corey Lulu, really? Yes, Corey Lulu will be at my birthday party. The Reddit nice. celebrity himself. K-pop or die for 11 months as well. Hi, Jeremy. How are you doing? I hear you're going to be at my party too. <clears throat> Moving on. Got next caller coming up in just a second. Oh, Jeremy says, hey oh yeah, I forgot about that party. Okay, well, never mind. Maybe he won't be going. Ben Ron, you didn't get an invite because I went to your city and you didn't even say Ooh. hi to me. Stevie's here. Stevie, where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, New York, actually. Long Island. 
from New York, not Long Island. Okay, your microphone's a little rough, so we're gonna try to suffer through it. Um, where do you, what do you want to talk about? I have an opinion, Travis. I mean, I'm glad because otherwise we wouldn't have. I believe most people do. Yeah. I do. I really do. This is my opinion. Korea, it's it's obvious that Korea isn't as dominant as they once were, and I truthfully believe they never will be. Because if you look at it, the ta the past two international performances by Korea were just fucking garbage, dude. They were actually just terrible. Like, th I feel like they sent the worst three that they ever sent in uh, 2018 Worlds, and for MSI, they just flopped. They really dropped the ball. So how, but how does that, okay, what is that, how does that mean that they won't ever be good again. Yeah, I want to know what changed. The other regions are just so much stronger now. Okay, but... Oh, so they just got better? Creating get well, worse? I also think it's a little bit of them getting worse. I don't know if, it, if it's like a loss of motivation by them, but I'm pretty sure it has something to do with that. Okay, so so you're saying you're saying Korea lost their motivation? Oh, 100%. It's, it's obvious to see. Why is it obvious yeah. to you? What makes it obvious? Well, SKT, you know, you could argue that G2 is a really good team, but, you know, they're SKT. They're, they're the biggest organization in all of esports. Well, by what, by what standard? The fact that they won three world champions. They're the most well-known. They have Faker. Everyone knows the play of Faker and Ryu. Uh, okay, so here... So, this is a tough one to grapple because yeah, it's kind of just it's like yeah, yeah. You just you're kind of just saying things without any like so you say yeah, they're it's, the it's hard because I don't feel like you're making like, a very um, well-reasoned argument. You know, it's just like saying, "Well, they have fake." So, for example, when you say they're the biggest organization in League of Legends, well, actually, that depends what you're saying because they definitely don't have the most money. A lot of North American and Chinese teams are much richer and can have more resources to throw at problems. So true? I don't know what you. I think doesn't that's true, SKT yeah. have the most expensive roster in all of professional league right now? Uh, I would bet that's not true. Oh, I had heard things, but I I don't know. I'm I not, could like, I could be wrong. I mean, I've heard that the but, Faker uh, contract is insane, but I'm sure the Faker contract is insane. But they, from my understanding of the the overall Korean scene, is that it's not nearly as rich i guess you would say as as like a chinese scene but i could be wrong yeah. uh either way the fact that we don't know for sure means it's probably hard for stevie to say for sure that they're the well, biggest org and has, it's has the most that resources. has one of the biggest contracts so okay i could i could sign uh you know zuna to my team right now for 10 million dollars that doesn't necessarily mean i'm suddenly the biggest org um but that's not the point, though. That's not the point. Well, I'm trying to the figure out what the is point is. That they won yeah, three was... world championships. Okay, so that makes them the biggest. You could say yes, they are the most long-standing successful team. But what does that what does that have to do with them losing motivation? Like just because yeah, somebody's won three I world think, championships means they the should win all the others. I'm to make it just look at Korea as a whole. Don't look at just SK Telecom. Okay. Like, but you've whole... told us to. Yes, I did. Okay, okay, but the so whole, looking at Korea whole, as a whole, go on. The whole region 
it's just it's not as dominant as it once was. And you you said it in the previous call too. Agreed. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, not as dominant. And but I your think, argument is they're not going to be as dominant ever again. Like no one is disputing they're not as dominant as they once were. But you're saying and they never will be. And you, and when we say, well, why won't they? You're like, because they're not right now. And it's just sort of like, well, yes, but time is linear. Well, I'm a firm believer that nothing really lasts forever. And I don't think... So Korea then why would it be back. forever that they, they're the worst? Again? Yeah, yeah, if nothing if lasts forever, then they would become good again at some point. Yes. They're, they're going to be in the middle. I don't. I mean, what do you want me to say to that? They're not going to be the fucking worst ever. That's obvious, but they're not going to be number one ever again. Okay, but why won't they you, ever be? Why won't they be number one ever again? Because they just, dude. I guarantee you, they don't win the next world championships. Okay, I that's not ever. It's one world championship, <laughs> dude. I, I, all right. I know that Travis. I know that we're all laughing right now. We're all having a good time, right? We're not. I just want to be clear. We're not like making fun of you or anything. Just, yeah, I'm just a little bit nervous. Sorry. No, no, no. no, no okay. You're fine. It's good. It's good. You're fine. I think. I, just, I actually like. I, I think there's this. a compelling argument to be had here. It's just that like we're struggling to get there. Because here's here's an example of something I would say. Oh. Korea. Oop, I'm lagging. Yeah, I'm tired. Am I okay? Yeah, you're good. Am I you're okay? Good. You're back. You're back. Yeah, okay. you're fine here, now. Here, here's a great case you can make. Korea was at their best when vision control was something that you could heavily, heavily invest in in the game, every game, every time you wanted to by being a, a basically unlimited quantity. And you could have as much vision control as you wanted. And the Koreans are the most controlled region in the world. They've always been the best at control. And for a long period of time, the meta allows you to be like that. And in the last two years, Riot has made very conscious efforts to move away from that and to make it so that you cannot play the game with full knowledge the way that the Koreans like to play, and then they take minimal risk for maximum reward. That's not what the meta has been for the past two years, and there's no indication that Riot wants to move it back that way. Um, all messaging seems to say that they like what it is, they like how it's going, um, and it seems to be that if Korea is unable to adapt, what had worked for them for so long is not coming back, and Korea needs to change. And that would be a compelling argument. You know, you could say that with the gigantic population that the Chinese servers has, it was a matter of time before they, they fielded enough talent to start overtaking them. You know, there are compelling arguments to be why you think uh, Korea won't end up back on top. But just saying well, that they lost motivation saying. without saying just just they lost motivation is hard to quantify because Korea for a long period of time was the hardest working region. And as far as I'm aware, still are. Yeah, it's hard to say faker fakers like. Figures out there eating hot dogs and drinking beer and talking up the ladies. He still doesn't have a girlfriend, as far as I know. You know, like the things that stood out about Faker are still true, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think you can have a compelling argument about, well, like, well, what's going to matter in the future of, of Loli Sports? Is it just going to be hard work, or is like having a, a a big roster of people that you can pool on that, like, you know, maybe that's going to matter? I, I think there is a, a conversation to be had. Stevie, well, thanks so much. Is there anything that's ever going to change? Do you think it's going to go back to the vision control that was that made Korea so dominant? Because now it's looking like the Chinese players, they like to play very aggressive. Like IG, they play very cocky. So I wonder if it's ever going to change back to that play style. Like I was saying, I haven't... You've always seen Riot trying to rework the vision system ever since Season 3. Ever since 
Korea was like, our support's going to have Moby Boots and 15 fucking war wards. Ever since that was the thing, every season there have been big changes to the vision system. It hasn't happened for two, two plus years. Um, ever since Trackers was removed, that's really been kind of the death of the control jungler who just is a vision bot, you know, like, because that's just not possible anymore. Um, so, like, and I haven't seen anything that says they want to, that they're reworking vision again anytime soon. It feels like they like where the vision system's at. Mm. I think the meta's going downhill. Well, okay, that's a separate conversation we don't have time to get into, unfortunately. Because we've got. That's awesome. Well, we've got we the next we've got twenty minutes and two more calls to go. So, uh, Stevie, anything you want to say on the way out? Uh, you, you guys are really cool people. And Travis, I actually met you at the MSG finals with CLG, and you were really fucking cool. Oh, thanks, dude. Back in twenty fifteen. Nice. Yeah, not cool yeah. anymore though. You're, you're lucky you cool. didn't meet him after that. Yes, yeah, you went done. downhill. All right, peace, boys. Thanks, Stevie. Peace. Right. Have a good night, dude. Alright, um... Huh. On to the next caller. That was fun. I mean, I don't mind, like... He wasn't aggressive, he was just chill. And that's so... I don't <laughs> know, Twitch chat likes to, like, blame people, but, uh... Look, if people want to call in with a hot take, it's fine if, uh... They don't have, like, the best defense about it, because it's first conversation. Mark was able to talk about other stuff. Um... Hang on, I'm just messing with the overlay a little bit, fixing it, and we're good. <clears throat> there we go. Okay. Um, grabbing, taking a look, let's see if anybody... Oh, one Cupid. Thank you for the three months. Thank you for the three months. Okay, OPTSM fan is here. OPTSM fan, welcome back to the show. Remind everyone where you're calling from. Uh, Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. And thanks for being a sub. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So I want to just talk about uh, Collegiate uh, Championship this week. I think it's really important. And I'm glad that, like, there y'all at least brought it up at the beginning. Because I remember last year at this time, Avali was here, like, touting, the only person, like, touting, like, Collegiate LOL the whole time. Uh, and I think it's just important for not only, obviously, the orgs are going to be looking for it, uh, but I think the fans should look at it because it's going to be an easier way to kind of scout the next upcoming ta talents for uh, whether it be Academy or even uh, LCS for NA talent. So we've already got people spamming Resident Sleeper in the chat. It's interesting. Collegiate just has a strong anti-push against it. Mark, you're going to be there casting this weekend. Are you able to put up a bunch of a defense for it? What's that? Oh, okay. I'm no, I think. Oh my God! What are you, you just doing scared that? your cat? How do I scare him? Um, it's like he didn't see my hand was coming. Uh, no, I think people are wrong to go resident sleeper on collegiate. One, the games are super fucking fun to watch. Like, you want to talk about G two playing weird shit? Like, yes, you're not watching the best players in the world. No one's gonna sit there and tell you you are. But it's just it's there. It's a really fun environment because no one's out there. Like, it's their entire livelihood so it's, it's a lot more relaxed and fun but the guys still try really hard it is very important to a lot of them a lot of their scholarships are from uh having uh you know being on one of their collegiate teams and stuff like that and to the caller's point a handful of college pros seemingly every year end up on academy teams or potentially even pro teams uh and i think it's not just 
you know, can be fun for the viewers to watch uh, and see all these guys. But also it's important because it's, I think, a good middle ground. Like, I don't think collegiate will ever be what it is for pro sports where, like, you have to play in college for X number of years and everyone who goes pro goes through college. I don't think it should be that. I don't want it to be that. But I think it's a great middle ground for people who are talented at League of Legends but don't want to drop their other talents to pursue their League of Legends dreams quite yet. So you could be a really smart math kid and, like, who the fuck wants to give up on all their math dreams to go full-time pro? Like, that's not for everyone. And Collegiate is the perfect I would give up math dreams if I had math dreams. All right. Well, I don't know what Travis even dreamed of other than esports. But if you ever want to do anything else, you know, I think collegiate is a great middle ground between seeing what a pro career would look like and still being able to chase your other dreams. I love the expression that cat gets. He just loses his mind. I know. He just loves it, right? He yeah, just opens he's his just mouth like, he's in another blah. world. <laughs> I wish I was this easy to make happy. Like, he's just someone rubbing his head makes him as happy as he yeah, can he's be. Just, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Um,. Uh, all right. Anyway, back to the collegiate stuff. Um, I mean, I think it's also a nice little thing for people who, you know, it's, I'm happy that they do it the weekend in between MSI and summer split because look, you know, if you're chilling, why not throw it up on the second screen? Do we know what teams not, are there? Yeah. So the top eight, they like they, the collegiate scene starts all the way back in like January uh, and they go through a bunch of stuff that's like, really convoluted and there's like way too many teams or whatever and then they finally get to their top eight and so you got maryville and uc irvine who are like former champions and then you have western university uh illinois uh waterloo university of waterloo michigan state university columbia college and north carolina state university and that's your top eight right there so um there'll be some names that people have heard of before uh, that have come from collegiate because I know people in the chat were like, no one even comes from there. And then Mark was like, yeah, they do. Like JJ and No and Bloodwater and Young Ben and even like Soligo came from CU Boulder, which wasn't like as great of a team overall, but he's now the starting mid laner for 100 Thieves. So there's there's and a lot of. Go. I was going to say, even some players who are past their prime go back to college but still enjoy collegiate. Like like you said, Bloodwater, um, some people you might recognize from solo queue, like Prototype Fane, Prototype Black, whatever. He was on one of the top teams for a little bit. Like, There's usually a, a handful of recognizable names. Nintendude X, and then you also have like F, which I think is even more... Because like, it is really fun, but it's not going to be like such a disparity, I think, between... If you enjoy watching Academy games... For you know, you know, Mark Z's casting or whatever, but uh, hey, yo. yeah, the that people like it special and then former Golden Guardians coach, um, Tanner Zoo, he's also uh, he's like part of the Maryville staff and like the CEO of E United or uh, Clerky who used to be like of enemy esports and stuff, like he's over Maryville and stuff, so like the, the quality of League of Legends and what these teams are doing is also going up. So it's like, you may not go to these universities, but you're really going to enjoy the type of League of Legends coming out because it's not going to be like these all these guys play every meta pick or something. You'll see someone pull out some you know random thing because it's their known pick or something like that. So I think it's got a lot going for it, and I think it'd be really 
good for NA fans to kind of invest for. I really, I'm just really hoping that the viewership numbers uh, go up is my main thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I doubt it'll ever be that popular, but people should check it out. Thanks so much for your call, OPTSM fan, and for your pitch for Collegiate. Uh, anything you want yeah. to say on the way out? Uh, last week I said if TL got out of groups, they'd be the best international NA team ever. Uh, so that's cool. And thank you, Alienware and Kelpie, for the Chainsmoker shout-out at the end of the show. Hell Thanks yeah, so much. Dude. Have a good one. On to our last caller. Uh, who okay. has an interesting name? Travis, uh, what have you what have you done with fucking Mark Scan? Huh? That's the cat. It seems is it does it not show up on the broadcast the way it shows up on the Skype call? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, never mind. It does, I guess. <laughs> Uh, we're just waiting for the last caller to come in. I was going to do a Hearthstone bounty, but I don't think I'm going to be able to maintain enough viewers to make it happen. We got a bit of a smaller show to this. Uh, the last to. guy, I can't hear. Should we pull him in and see? Like I can pull him in, but you're not. Heisendinger, Heisendinger, are you here? <laughs> the light, the mic lights, it I lights can't hear up. Him either. Yeah. But yeah, Mike lights up. Can't hear. Eisendinger, we believe in you. Okay. Um, sorry, Heisendinger. <laughs> For some reason, we can't hear you. So uh, maybe we'll get you on in a future show. I, I'm sorry. I know you waited for a really long time. So just make sure that Mark remembers that this happened, and hopefully, we'll have your tech issues solved in the future. Um. We'll let you sit in the call for just a little bit longer and see if it goes. But you can be pretend you're part of the game. I mean, gang. Discord is just weird. This happens sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is unfortunately our last caller too. Heisen so. Heisendinger, you should you should restart your Discord, close it out, come back, like completely close the program. Mark, uh, you have anything you want to promote? Anything you want to say here at the end? Uh, no, just watch Collegiate, watch this. We did an offline TV video. I was in a podcast that we did on Saturday, so if you want to catch a, the offline TV podcast where we talk about random Twitch news and other things, check that out. Yeah, you were, like, on there because everyone was at EDC, right? Yeah, we had to get the, the B team there. They were desperate. They were desperate. Yeah. <clears throat> And then, Kelby? What's up? You got anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to say here at the end? No. You're going to be on again in the future, right? You're not going to be like, I can't come on ever again. Depends what Nick says. Well, Travis, at Is least Nick you can your say boss that. Now? Uh, no, but Nick... Uh, you know, if Nick felt like my presence on this show uh, was not good for the company and he made the formal request that I not be put in situations where uh, loaded questions are presented to me and even non-answers are telling ones, then I would respect that. 
So request. if you don't come on in the future, we know it's Nick Allen's fault. As I said, the reason that I can't comment on any sort Nick of Allen. drama going on currently, or if I were to like, you know, go missing mysteriously, or uh, not ever be able to come on Hotline League again, you would know who to talk to. Uh, the upside to all this, Travis, is that if Kelby can't come on anymore, you can finally say, like, I asked such hard-hitting questions that one of my guests is not able to come back. Yeah, and then you got blacklisted from Hotline you. League. Yeah, so people blacklisted my you. show, which is crazy because they represent me. That's <laughs> a, even even my own agency won't handle or my own management company, whatever. That we need to be what, what a madman! Uh, <laughs> who yeah. won't Travis Gafford grill? Yes, who, who exactly. Won't he asked pressing questions too. Did Heisendinger try to get back on? I haven't seen him pop back on, so. He or she? Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna call, I'm gonna throw in the towel. Okay. I'm fine to spend the last ten minutes oh, talking about. He was Game typing in the chat. They said, "Try now." I'm here. Well, you uh, need my, to join my towel the chat. has been thrown in. You, you can't. Join I chat. can't take Come my on, towel. Come on, dude. You gotta try. Ring. Try for Heisenberg. I threw, it, just I threw it in the ring. On my last show, please. You piece of shit. <laughs> Can you hear him? I don't know. Oh, maybe. Heisendinger? You hear me? Oh my god, it's so really faint. Quiet. It's like from a, a can. Can you say something? Oh, like... I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good. It's I, th I turned you up to 200. The... I think we're, we might can be better now. Can you put now. the mic closer to your mouth? Uh, how about now? Okay, it's, it's good enough. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, uh, so there's a vacuum in my background. I apologize. So I'm going to try to keep it quick. Um, long story short, there is no more mechanical gap, and international competitions are going to basically come down to the strategies that teams come up with, more so than the player's ability to individually carry. I think it would be more of like a five-on-five -five team thing, more so than like one guy carrying the entire game. Okay, so we let's... Uh, well, one, I feel like we saw teams at MSI where it was one guy carrying the entire team. But... Oh. Mark, did, did he, he miss finals? I don't want to see your crotch anymore. Fix it. Um, no, okay. So finals doesn't count. Because well, I think TL just showed up on a bad day. So Sorry, TL, I, So it wasn't like... So I believe that if the TL shows up, that showed up against IG, it'd be a completely different finals. I think they actually just yeah. like shit the bed for no reason. Also, right. I'm sorry. I also apologize. I'm talking really fast. I'm really nervous. No, you're good. Push, don't worry. Push has going to crucify me. I apologize. You're good. Um, you should apologize. <laughs> on paper, don't don't mess up paper, again. Well, on paper, if every team shows up like to their peak potential, mechanic like mechanical skill will be marginal between the players. So, like if you were to look at TLIG, uh, IG, SKT, SKT, um, G two, I think as a whole, like as a unit, the mechanical difference between the players is marginal and that the difference I've, is going to be strategy i think that that might be true for like one team from each region but i do think that like mechanical skill discrepancies will show up in ig versus origin or ig versus fanatic i think g2 is a fantastic team that does not automatically make all teams that are going to go to worlds from europe fantastic and i think the same is true for north america and uh, maybe, you know, even Korea. I think there will be skill discrepancies where, like, 
in lane, people will lose. Is it hard enough to completely lose a series over? Maybe, maybe not. But like, you know, we saw Keen versus Licorice. Most people agree Licorice is the best top laner North America has. You can argue maybe it was just a victor pick, but either way, he got slammed that series and his team still won. And so like, I think I agree with the overall sentiment that in the coming international tournaments, it does feel like um, it won't just be like, you know, amongst the top teams decided by individual skill. I think it does feel like, you know, who plays better on the day, who has a better grasp on the meta, who developed better strategy going into that series. Like those will be things that matter more because that amongst the top teams, the skill discrepancy isn't quite as big, but I don't think that extends to everyone automatically. Any other thoughts? Uh, um, no, I agree with Mark. I, I think, or I guess he kind of worded what I meant a lot better than I could. Um, but no, I'm sorry that I had comma shoot. No, you're completely good, dude. I, I'm, yeah, I would have your it. conversation go for longer, but it's the end of the show, so, and we've already started to wrap up. So, But thank you for calling in. I mean, I think it's an interesting topic, and I appreciate you adding it in because, yeah, it I does feel as though now that we've started to see regions change, uh, you know, who we're seeing in the finals, I mean, Western finals at MSI, I think it, you can start to question, like, okay, well, what – what does the future of competitive league look like? Cause it looks like we're entering into a new phase or a new world of it. So I appreciate the conversation. Oh, uh, anything... uh, no. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm anything you want to say? Happy belated, uh, happy belated birthday, Travis. Thank you. Um, Finally, know, someone on the show gives yeah, wishes me like a happy no one... birthday. Yeah. No one said it all show. So that felt really shitty. It did. Um, but anyway, Travis, <laughs> you're great. Mark, you're great. <laughs> Hey, thank um, you. Kelby, you're, you know, a guy. Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> dunk, dunk. Thanks, Heisendinger. Have a good one. All right. That's Travis's favorite caller ever. Yes. All right. So, uh, it's been, this has been Hotline League episode 76. I, I've got some more content hitting the channel, uh, over the course of this week. Please check it out. Um, please don't leave, uh, because I'm going to do a bounty after this. And if, most of you guys leave. I'm screwed. Um, and thanks to Kelby for coming back on the show. Hopefully he comes back on again in the future. If not, it's Nick Allen's fault. Uh, thanks to Mark for being here. And uh, I'm going to do a sick-ass birthday party this weekend, which none of you are invited to except for Kelby and Mark. Mark hasn't even RSVP'd yet. So that makes for me For this weekend? Sad. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I got I got Game of Thrones to watch on Sunday night. It's over. No. <laughs> You're starting back up again. Yeah, I actually just finished season. Run one. it back. I'm running it back. I just watched season one again. What a great yeah. show. Yeah. You're just Did you instead really of just watching watch the finale, you're just gonna go through all of them again. Go to the go I to the watch it again. birthday because everybody's going. I'm gonna make so sad if you're not there. I'll I, be there. I okay, good. Right. Consider me RSVP'd. Well, I need you to RSVP. Consider me RSVP. Consider him RSVP. Hotline <laughs> League it. episode 76 is 